Okay, okay, okay. Last week, there was a lot of talk about the Angels pitchers after Shohei Otani. Somebody was talking some mad crap. His name's Mad Dog, and we didn't like it. And that talk was that we don't have strong pitching after Shohei. So today, John and I are coming to the defense of our young pitchers, and we're going to compare them to some of the best young pitchers in the MLB, and I think you're actually going to be pleasantly surprised. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And John and I thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Happy Friday to you, and thanks for being here with us on Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. We are lifelong fans of this team who love our Los Angeles Angels, and when somebody speaks ill of our Halos... It's usually deserved, actually, Uh, but not this past (laughs) week when Chris Russo, (laughs) the mad dog himself, went on ESPN and said that the Angels don't have any decent pitching after Shohei Otani. Uh, you know, it was you good. know how he does. Great Thank job. you. Thank you. <laughs> him, him and uh, Alana, they're they're driving me crazy this last year. Yeah. Uh, but but all that to say, he was wrong about the pitching that comes yeah. after Shohei Otani. Not only did the Angels sign All Star Tyler Anderson from mm-hmm. the Dodgers, who had a breakout season, even if he were to regress a tiny bit, he would still be. Probably one of the best options out there. Any other team would have signed him. They would have said, what an improvement for their rotation, but not yes. the Angels. Yes. And here's the thing, Mike. A lot of people said, well, the Angels, it is it is deserved. We have to change this narrative. Sure. And I agree with sure. that. I agree with that. One year of good pitching does not a narrative change. I don't know what I was trying to say there, but all that to say. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, exactly. We want to start today's episode by talking about three pitchers our young starters who compare to some of the best in MLB and yeah. prove why we have some decent pitching. So Mike, yes. let's start with my boy, Patrick Sandoval. Take it away. John, you've been in on Patrick Sandoval since in. the beginning and you have really been a fan of his. You supported him. And so that needs to be stated right off the top. If Patrick Sandoval was Bitcoin or uh, something like that, I would have made trillions of dollars off of that and, Probably would have lost it all because all of the, uh, you know, all that stuff has <laughs> yes. tanked. So either way. You would have been a billionaire and then you would have been John. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right back where I started. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Sandy. He's 26 years old. He's a lefty, obviously, for the Halos. And here's here's the good news, friends. When people talk about the angel pitching and we get bothered by it, it's because we're watching it closely and they are not. Right. And so what we want to do is give you an up-close view of Patrick Sandoval right now. And here's his stats from 2022. He had 27 starts. He was 6-9 and nine with a 291 ERA, 148 innings pitched. 151 strikeouts and a 1.3 whip. And let's do a bit of a deep dive on him. He had a 138 ERA plus. Mm-hmm. He had a 309 FIP. 
a 3.8 war. He had a 9.1 Ks per nine innings, 76.8% left on base percentage, almost a 50% ground ball rate. He had a 6.3% home run to fly ball ratio, which is way down from 2021, which was 15.9. So that's almost 10 points, Johnny. His home runs per nine was 0.48%. It's down from 1.4 in 2021. And his rookie year was 1.3, and that was in 2019. So Patrick Sandoval has really improved. The numbers are there to prove that, but here's what I really want to address. Somebody mentioned, well, Sandy's win-loss record wasn't that great, but Johnny... Will you will you tell Locked On Angel watchers and listeners what his record could have been <laughs> if the Angels actually won the games that he pitched really well in? Listen, when you have a 2.91 ERA, you do not deserve six wins and nine losses. And that's what happened to Patrick Sandoval. Listen yeah. to this. He left eight starts last season with the lead after yep. pitching at least five innings. That 6-9 and nine record could have easily been a 14-9 and nine record. Actually, yeah. wait, no, it would have been like 14-5 and five, or 14-4 and, and four because the wins and losses would have That's been true. swapped. Yeah. So it could That's have true. gone easily from 6-9 and nine to like 14-5, and 14-6 because he pitched that well, but the Angels couldn't hold the lead or somebody gave up the lead. Like I said, a 2.9 ERA does not warrant that kind of win-loss record. Sandoval far outperforms what those basic stats are going to tell you. Yeah, and if he was a 14-9 and record from last season, then people would have no room to comment because they would say, <laughs> oh, man, he won 14 games? Wow, this is fantastic. So he pitched really well. We're going to compare him to Carlos Rodon. Now, to be clear, we're not saying he's Carlos Rodon. We're just comparing him I'm to saying Carlos, he's Carlos Rodon. Rodon. No, I'm just kidding. Johnny is, but I, <laughs> I'm not. But here's the here's the thing. We're going to use Carlos Rodon as somebody that's comparable to Patrick Sandoval, and we're going to use his age 25 season, the season that Patrick Sandoval just completed this mm. last year. Okay. And Here's his numbers when he was 25 years old. Carlos Rodon. Rodon, yeah. He was, he was 6 and 8, 4.18 ERA, 120 innings pitch, 90 Ks in 20 starts. Mm. He had a 102 ERA plus, a 4.9 FIP, a 1.2 WHIP, 6.7 Ks per nine, 72% left on base, 41.5 ground ball rate, 9.9 homers per fly ball rate, and homers per nine, 1.1. Now, mm. Those numbers compared to Sandoval's age 25 season. Sandy wins, and he wins hands down. He is up in every category, every category, except for wins and losses. He had the same amount of wins, and he had one more loss. Hmm. But as we pointed out, he could have been 14-9 and instead of 6-9 and because he left eight games with the lead and the potential to win the game and the Angels blew it. So this, I think, is a really good comparison to help prove that Sandy is actually progressing really well and he is, in my opinion, far ahead of where Carlos Rodon was at his age 25 season. Yeah, Rodon, who just got the huge contract from the Yankees, he coming off a great season with the Giants. Of course, before that, he was with the White Sox, and he was a highly desirable 
a free agent over the 2021-22 offseason. Yeah. And here's what Rodon did in 2022. He went 14 and 8, a 2.88 ERA, a 2.25 FIP. In fact, he actually led the league in FIP. And then he had 178 innings pitched and 237 strikeouts. Goodness. <laughs> Seriously. But Mike, yeah. that's that's where Patrick Sandoval can go. He's trending that way. Look yeah. at that. That ERA, 2.88 and 2.91, not that far off from each other. Right. And like I mentioned earlier, Sandoval could have easily been 14 and 8, 14 and 7, 14 and 6. Right. And so the next time you want to be concerned about Sandy, here's the thing. Look at the stats, look at the numbers, and see where he's headed, see where he's trending, because Sandy is going to be a star in 2023. In fact, I'm going to say it right now, all-star in 2023. Book it. John has stamped it. GM John is stamping an all-star <laughs> season for Patrick Sandoval. And we're not just going to stop there because coming up, we're going to compare Jose Suarez to somebody everybody seems to like, and that's Nestor Cortez. He's a character. Jose Suarez is El Demente, and you're going to find out why we're going to make that comparison coming up here on Locked on Angels. <music> Next time that you're concerned about angel pitching, just pause and get yourself a Built Bar, which is actually the sponsor of today's show. It's a delicious treat with no fat or calories like you would expect in candy bars. The Built Bars and Puffs are actually really good for you, and they are tasty as well. They're delicious, and you don't even have to sacrifice the good taste if you want to actually be healthy. And maybe for New Year's, you've actually said, I want to eat healthy. Well, this is why Built Bar and Built Puffs are for you. First of all, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in really great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. They're only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And when we've talked about Built, we've said, Go to their website and you can order your Built Bars and Puffs today. But now you can stop by your local Walmart or Sam's Club and you can pick up a four box of cookies and cream and double chocolate and coconut puffs. Or you can go to Sam's Club and get a 13 bar box at your favorite Sam's Club with brownie batter and churro. And I hope you're getting hungry because these Built Bars and Puffs are really, really good. And of course, as always, if you just want them delivered to your house, you can go to built.com right now and order yourself a Built Bar or Built Puff. Built Bars are the way to go. They're going to fill you up. They taste great and they're healthy for you. So grab yourself a Built today at Walmart, Sam's Club, or go to built.com right now. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen, go and check out Locked On MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby, who's a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the stars of tomorrow in Major League Baseball. You're not going to want to miss it, so be sure to tune in wherever you get your podcasts or even on YouTube. John, you, from the beginning, have been in on Patrick Sandoval. In! Me, from the beginning... I've been in on Reed Detmers. I've wanted him to come up to the Major League roster ever since they drafted him because I thought there was something about Reed that I I just I felt like he's going to be really, really good, right? And so I'm not as 
correct always as you are, but I was correct on Reed Detmers. <laughs> and he actually had a really great year last year. Why don't you run through the numbers? Yeah, Detmers had a 2.4 war, a 7-6 and record, a 3.77 ERA, 129 innings pitched, 122 strikeouts, a 1.2 whip, plus a little thing called a no-hitter that he got early on in the season. That was also the game where Anthony Rendon bat left-handed against Brett Phillips, who are now on the same team, but, you know, that'll just be fun. That'll be for the memes. And then, of course, (laughs) Detmers had one immaculate inning, which is a rare but fun feat. Doing a deeper dive on his stats, he had a 3.79 FIP, 106 ERA+. His home runs per nine were 0.9. Wow. And then, of course, he had a 74% left on base percentage, a 36% ground ball rate, 8.5 Ks per nine, which is up from 8.2 in 2021. And then the batting average on balls in play or the BABIP, whenever the ball gets hit and put in play, it was a 277 average. In 2021, that was 328, so about 50 points less in 2022. So that was uh, quite the improvement over 2021. Now, Reed was sent down uh, after he pitched the no-hitter and had a couple of starts after that Mm -hmm. because he was really struggling. And so they Mm -hmm. sent him back down. They did some work with him in AAA. And the thing that happened when he came back up was actually pretty remarkable. When he returned, nine of his final 14 starts were quality starts, meaning Mm. he went five innings and gave up three runs or less. He was struggling after the no-hitter because he had a couple of four-inning starts and and he was yanked kind of early. Yeah. And so they needed him to work on some things. And when he came back up, John, he looked fantastic. And he looked like the Reed Detmers we've been excited about. Now, here's who we're going to compare him to. Max Freed from the Atlanta Mm -hmm. Braves. Now, Mm -hmm. Max is a stud. He's really, really good. And we're going to actually compare him to Max Freed when he was... 25 because mm. Reed Detmers is only 22. He's going to mm-hmm. be 23 this next season. The reason why we're, we're choosing the 25-year-old age is because Freed actually wasn't a consistent starter and a consistent pitcher until he was 25 years old. So this right. is the closest we can get to Detmers' age. Now, get this. He was 17-6 and six for a good Braves team when he was 25 years old. But here's yeah. the numbers that we really need to pay attention to. A 402 ERA, which means mm. that they scored a lot of runs for him. He had 165 innings pitched, 173 Ks, an ERA plus of 114, a FIP of 3.7, and a 1.3 WHIP. And outside of his wins and losses, his record of 17 and 6, Detmers really compares well with Freed's season. Yeah. And Freed was three years older wow. than Reed Detmers, Johnny. That's crazy. And and you consider the the ERA was lower. Uh, the uh, ERA plus, yeah, Freed had a 114, Detmers had a 106. Uh, the 1.3 whip versus Detmers 1.2 whip, that is a nice little comparison there. And then the uh, the fielding independent pitching, that 372, I mean, man, you, you compare that with what Detmers was able to do. And Detmers being 22 and having a season that looks comparable according to the underlying numbers, to a Max Freed season, yeah. Yeah. especially when Freed's ERA was 
higher. Like you said, he's on a good Braves team, so the Braves are earning him runs and battling back and helping him maintain the lead when he's in there during this 25-year season. And so then Detmers, with a better team behind him, could potentially have more wins and losses. Sure. Or I should say wins this season. So yeah, th- those are the things that that stand out to me about this. Just Max Fried is one of the best in the game right now, and people are right. very excited about him. Braves fans are very excited about him. And Detmers is three years younger. That is really impressive. We've shared Sandy stats, and we've mm-hmm. shared Detmers stats. It, it really goes to prove that the Angels have four really quality starters, strong mm-hmm. starters, with Otani, of course, and then Tyler Anderson. And just a caveat on Anderson, people put him in the top 50 of young pitchers, good young pitchers, in the major leagues. And, yeah. and I know he's in his 30s, but he's still viewed as a really strong, younger guy. And mm-hmm. I was reading a few different reports, one from Bleacher Report and one from MLB.com, and everybody said getting Tyler Anderson would be the best move for any team, and this was before he signed with anybody. So this narrative that uh, they really didn't improve the team because of Tyler Anderson is bogus. Yeah. But what's also bogus is that after Otani and Anderson, you've got two really quality starters who have the potential, John. And I don't think it's just potential. I think it'll turn into performance. But they have the potential, John, to be ace-like because they compare to a Carlos Rodon and they compare to a Max Fried. <laughs> Mike, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about El Demente, Jose Suarez. Young Bartolo. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I love that. Uh, I want to talk about his stats, and then we'll get into the comparison that we're going to make to Nestor Cortez. Here's yeah. where Suarez stood. He had a 1.6 war. He was 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, That is actually really impressive for him, considering some of the struggles he's had in the past. He just right. gets better every year. Uh, I remember being so frustrated with him when he first came up. He's also got a 3.96 ERA last season, 109 innings pitched, 103 Ks, a 1.24 whip. He has a 101 ERA plus, a 3.91 FIP, 2.7 walks per nine, which was 3.3 in 2021 and 3.7 in 2019. That's why you didn't like him in 2019. That's right. He's got a 289 (laughs) BABIP. And he's entering his age 25 season. Remember, Mike, when he debuted, I think he was 20, 21. So naturally, it's going to be really difficult for a youngster like that to translate to the majors. And considering all that, I think Jose Suarez has done really well for himself to get where he is going into the 2023 season. And as you mentioned, we're going to compare him to Nestor Cortez. And 2022 was Cortez's first full year as a starter. And not many people know that, but it Mm. was his age 27 season. The end of 2021, he finished as a starter and he was Mm -hmm. really improving. But last year was really his first year at being a full-time starter. and, And he proved that he deserves to be there. And so we selected Cortez because, like Suarez, it took him a while to get it together. And uh, Suarez's numbers are very similar to Cortez in his first three years. There are some rocky numbers. There are some weird numbers. There's some high numbers. But with Suarez looking better in FIP, WHIP, and ERA+, plus compared to Cortez, 
in his entire career. Wow. Suarez is actually a whole lot better than Cortez has been. And so are we saying that Suarez will be Cortez this season? Yes. No, we're actually not saying that. But <laughs> he, I don't think he's going to be Cortez. Obviously, that guy has a, a great ceiling. He's up and to the right. Mm-hmm. But what we are saying is that Suarez's numbers are trending in a really positive direction. And and because of this, John, we believe that he should be given a shot to prove himself like Cortez was given the shot last year and in 2021. And so if, if he's going to be the sixth starter or the fifth starter, I think that we can be really confident that Jose Suarez is figuring some things out. And the reason why we're confident is because he doesn't just pass the eye test. He actually passed the metrics test. His numbers are improving every single year. Absolutely, yeah. When he came up, it was kind of like, oh, we need some starting pitching guys, bring somebody up to help us out. And so you kind of throw him to the lion's den in that sense. And then in 2021, he had that similar Nestor Cortez journey where Suarez came in and did some long relief appearances and then eventually got a few starts. And he looked really good last season. He was in the rotation to start this season. He had to go down to AAA, you know, just to work on some things and figure some things out. And that's why the innings pitched aren't that high. Obviously, he's also in a six-man rotation, so there's not as many innings to go around. I think he's trending in the right direction. I think the one concern that we share is probably the ability to get through the lineup several times. It seems like the third time he struggles. But then again... You go back to 21, and he has a complete game against the Texas Rangers. Yeah, it looked fantastic. Yeah. And he, you can see that his outings are getting longer. And I mentioned this a couple of days ago. One thing I appreciate appreciate about Shohei Otani is the fact that you might wait four or five innings before you see a curveball or yeah. a splitter from Shohei Otani because he's getting creative. He's shown these guys the one through nine, he's shown them the fastball and a couple of other pitches, but he's saving that splitter for when he sees these guys a third time, a fourth time. He's surprising them. I think that's something that perhaps this entire rotation could learn from Shohei Otani. For sure. It seems like a elementary strategy, but Shohei does it very well. And I think that would definitely help Suarez to get through a, a one through nine lineup third time, fourth time, fifth time. Go out there and get that complete game. You know what else I like, Mike, is Phil Nevin being Jose Suarez's manager. Oh, heck yeah. Because Nevin has lit a fire under this kid. And when Nevin managed his first game and he went out and said, all right, buddy, you want to finish this inning? And Suarez was like, I can? You're going to let me? Because you mentioned it before, he would look over to the dugout, see if Joe was ready to pull him. and right. You can't do that. You got to let a guy go out there and work. And I think Phil Nevin inspires these guys. And I think he's really going to inspire Jose Suarez this season. So here's the bottom line, Mike, uh, because Stone Cold said Bottom line. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) The Halos have five quality starters, not five potentially good starters, not five non-decent starters. They're more than decent. And the numbers show it. Detmers, Mm -hmm. Sandy, Suarez. They've improved every season. And when you compare them to some of the best guys in the league relative to age or the kind of season that they've had, you can see that these guys are ahead of the curve. And Mm -hmm. so if you're concerned about starting pitching, if you're worried that it's not good enough, I encourage you to not be concerned 
because these numbers show, like you said, they're trending up and to the right. This team is set up to be solid and it's going to impress you. You're going to be thrilled this season with this starting rotation. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. And now for your second listen, check out the Locked On MLB Prospects show with our friend Lindsey Crosby. He's talking about all those MLB stars of tomorrow, including the stars that are in the Angels organization. His podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you're going to want to give us a follow this weekend at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram because we're going to be doing a mailbag Monday on Monday's episode of Lockdown Angels. You can get at us and send us your questions, your comments. Mike, they could even give us a call on our voicemail line. Yeah, we love to hear the sultry sounds of your voice. So hey. Give us a call, 714-409-6396. Call us anytime, from any place, anywhere. Ask your questions, and that number will also be in the description, the show description on both YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to hear from you until Monday's show. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us. We hope you have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday.